Welcome to Liz Collin Reports. On the podcast, playing the same game as Democrats, building a political machine that wins elections. American Majority founder and CEO Ned Ryan will be in Minnesota soon to spread that very message. Mr. Ryan, thank you so much for being my guest and for joining me. Absolutely. Good to be with you, Liz. You've said before that we are in a new age in American politics. And after the arrest uh, just days ago of former President Donald Trump, I guess that's only been been highlighted. It seems to be on a, on a daily basis. Talk about your reaction uh, to that circus uh, playing out in court and, and what this uh, new chapter you're, you're talking about all means. Well, I think it's very clear from the un-American left how, how they're going to conduct politics moving forward and that they're going to use the legal system as a political weapon against their political opponents. It really is late stage Republican, uh, late stage Republic behavior. I mean, just go back and look at history of the late stage Republic, Roman Republic. This is what it devolved into. And if you really study history, it doesn't end well. So actually, I've said this multiple times. I'll say it again. I think the only way the left uh, doesn't continue down this path is if we commit to mutually assured destruction and we use the exact same tactics against them to really push them back and say, if you really want to go down this path, we're more than happy to launch nukes at you as well uh, until you actually understand this is not a way to conduct politics and what supposedly is still a democratic republic. So first of all, it's politically motivated. It's a political weapon. It's a spurious case at best. But I think the bigger issue is you know, the un-American left has decided they will use the legal system as a political weapon, and it's not good. Uh, and we have to fight it to fight it uh, on, on every level. And I've called for every red state AG and DA to do the exact same two Democrats until they feel more more pain than us. And Liz, I got to be honest, when you're dealing with with two sets of political beliefs that are so far apart that have really nothing in common, I think the only way we get back to normal is you've got to beat the un-American left into unconditional surrender. That's the only way we get back to normal. And that's what we're talking a bit more about is playing this game uh, that they seem to be so good at. But this was after the midterms, Ned, that you talked about just just one thing that that matters going forward. Uh, Explain what that is. Well, I, I think Republicans have gotten too enamored with trying to persuade voters. They're too enamored with their ideas. And Democrats really starting, you saw the beginnings of this in, in 2018, how they really started to focus more on, on votes, uh, ballots than votes. And you saw it in California. I remind people that in, in 2018, all of a sudden Democrats surprisingly picked up, I think it was five or six Republican House seats in Orange County, L.A., which was unthinkable. How did they do that? It turns out they were ballot harvesting. And then in the COVID era in 20, 2020, obviously with help from Mark Zuckerberg and Center for Tech and Civic Life and others, they really put what they had been planning on on steroids, in which they went to universal mail-in, massive chasing of ballots, in which they realized if we can do a ballot-out, ballot-in machine, it really doesn't matter about persuading voters per se. It's about we think we've got more ballots floating out there in the universe, and we can collect more than Republicans who are still lost in, oh, if we just persuade enough voters, we can actually win. Well, we saw that really play out in 2022, in which we should have had a a definitive midterm. Uh, We should have picked up, on average, it was 30-some seats. Uh, We barely picked up the House. We should have made gains in the Senate. We didn't. We lost seats in the gubernatorial as well. And you really started to unpackage what took place. And you realized a lot of things that Republicans used to do, absentee ballot chase, among other things, outside of Florida, almost was non-existent. Uh, and, and, and I make the point, if you look at Florida, they put $10 million into a six-week absentee ballot chase, chasing about 1.1 to 1.3 million Republican ballots. And they think in every county they should get no less than 80% return, sometimes 90. But they commit. And they've been doing this for multiple, multiple election cycles. So 
Look what happened in Florida. DeSantis was going to win by double digits anyway against Charlie Chris, but he won by almost 20 points. It was a very definitive win. Now, highlight that compared to Arizona. In Arizona, there were just over a million absentee ballots requested by Republicans. Only about 65% were returned because there was not an absentee ballot chase program taking place in Arizona. We lost Carrie Lake. We lost the gubernatorial. We lost the attorney general, secretary of state, the U.S. Senate race. If we had actually had 80% return absentee ballots in Arizona, we would have won everything. Carrie Lake would be the governor. Blake would be the U.S. senator. We'd have the AG. We'd have the secretary of state. But we failed to do the fundamentals. And so some of the things that I'm calling for Republicans to do moving forward is you've got to do an absentee ballot chase program. It will be a significant investment of time. I would say probably $10 million for every battleground state. You're probably going to do voter registration to the tune of 2 to $3 million in an election year to build out the base. And then also on top of that, Liz, I think we need to get to the point of how do we actually secure the consent of the government? I just had a new piece that came out in American Greatness uh, just, just yesterday in which it is incumbent upon the Republican Party to secure the consent of their voters. And how are they to do that? By all means legal. And in many states, it is legal. Early voting, absentee ballot chase, of course, ballot harvesting. In 11 states, you can actually hand off your ballot to a person of your choosing as the voter. We have to play the game by the rules that are laid out that have been decided, whether we agree with them or not, they're actually legal. And the last thing I'll say on this before I I shut up and let you ask another question, how do you think we have the U.S. House uh, in 2022? It's because Republicans in New York and California decided we will play the game by the rules laid out in our state and they ballot harvested. And if you look at the slim majority in the House, and thank God we have one to stop some of the madness taking place inside the Biden administration, the U.S. House is kind of a, a, a bulwark against that. The only reason we have it, I would argue, is because Republicans decided to ballot harvest in those two states to give us the majority. That's what's so interesting here, Ned, too, is that the media really focused on the abortion issue or candidate quality uh, in 2022. Uh, there's no talk uh, really <laughs> about, about this for the of most part. Of course not. No, of course not. I mean, they obviously want to talk about how suburban moms were turned off by Dobbs uh, and all these other things. And candidate quality was an issue. Liz, if you do a ballot out ballot machine, ballot in machine correctly, you could pick a random name in a phone book or Donald Trump and you could win. And so my argument is, why don't we focus on the fundamentals? Why don't we focus on voter registration as we should? Why don't we focus on absentee ballot chase as we should? But the other thing that I'm doing and we're working on with American Majority is really getting people to understand you might not like the rules of the game. You might resent the rules of the game. You might even think, as I do, questions are fraud and and perhaps even is this really ethical? The fact of the matter is you cannot win the game except for if you play by these rules. And if you win the game by these rules, guess what? You can then change the rules. But you can't do that until you win the game as the rules are currently laid out. And so we as Republicans, I think, really have to shift our thinking on that. And look at what does it actually take to win? I don't want to hear people talking about, ooh, we're better than they are. People that say that don't know what time it is. They don't understand what is at stake. And and I mean this, Liz, when you see the political opposition wanting to put in jail their, their political opponents, you know exactly what they want to do if they have one party rule in this country. And if we don't figure out how to win, we're on that path. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to ask, uh, too, here. What, you know, in your opinion, is at stake in 2024? It seems hard to even predict uh, the, the days or weeks ahead, nonetheless, uh, years later. <laughs> well, I would argue the vestiges of the republic still exist, but we're kind of living in illusion. And I think that illusion will be absolutely over if we don't regain political power in 2024. Uh, I, I think we're really on the precipice right now in which 
The un-American left wants nothing to do with the real constitution, with the original intent, separation of powers. They are, they are definitely, and have been committed to it, for administrative state authoritarian governing philosophy for over 100 years. And it just keeps accelerating and accelerating. And the fact of the matter is they don't want to have dissent. They don't want to have questions. They want everybody to comply and submit. And if you don't su- submit and comply, uh, they'll throw the book at you. They will literally throw the book at you, try to put you in jail, silence dissent, uh, and, and seize power. And, and I, I think they're giving in, Liz, if I'm being completely honest, they are dropping the masquerade and fully giving in to their authoritarian tendencies. I know your organization has been around since 2008, but before mm-hmm. we let you go, just just explain the mission uh, behind American Majority. So American Majority has gone out for the last 15 years and identified people running for state and local office, school board, city council, county commission, state house, state senate, to identify good men and women, to encourage them to go into the public arena, to run for public office. And we want to equip people with the fundamentals. I, I truly believe politics is policy. You have to win politically before you can implement the right policy. So how do you win politically? How do you put together a campaign plan? How do you get out the vote? Fundraising, all of these things. And we also train activists on how to be more effective. And it's great to show up at rallies. We all love a good rally. But the way that you affect real political change in your community is building coalitions, doing get out the vote, doing absentee ballot chase, doing voter registration. So really equipping the grassroots. How can you be more effective with your time to affect real change? So we, we look at what we're doing as, as, as effectively as possible, organizing the grassroots to go into the public arena to win and cause change. And if we do that in enough communities and enough states, we can cause what I hope will be generational change. Well, we're happy to say you'll be here Tuesday, April 11th at the Hamill VFW in Plymouth. It's sponsored by American Majority and the Freedom Club. So we very much uh, look forward to your visit soon uh, to Minnesota. There's going to be snow here, so so don't be surprised, uh, Ned. <laughs> Bummer. But uh, no, I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to get up there and, and I'll be training that night, Tuesday night on absentee ballot chase. Great. We, we very much look forward to it again. Ned Ryan, thank you so much for your time. Appreciate you being on. Thanks, Liz. And that will do it for this episode of Liz Collin Reports. We'll see you next time. 